and welcome back, sir. <laughs> thank you. So, how are we keeping? Good, very good, thank good you. Stuff, good stuff. Now, you have something coming up very, very shortly. I do. A big event, first of all. Mm-hmm. What is that event and when is it? The event is called Empowered Women. It's taking place on the 3rd of February, which is uh, actually quite soon in Dublin. And it's a one day self care, self compassion, self esteem. Confidence Day for Women and uh, it's a pretty exciting day and then immediately after that I'm going to be launching my debut book called Be Your Own Best Friend <laughs> so it's a big day yes lots going on fantastic so <laughs> what is the book called and tell us a little bit about it so the book is called Be Your Own Best Friend and it is a journal to help women build self-esteem and use compassion in everyday life I put it together to show a woman but men as well <laughs> how they can become their own best friends, leave insecurity, low self-esteem and their inner critic behind. So it's very, very exciting. I think it's something that almost every woman will need at some point in her life or could need. I definitely need it. (laughs) Um, So it's very, very exciting. Yes. Very exciting. How have you found the whole process? Um, It's been a mixture of extremely rewarding and fulfilling and terrifying (laughs) Um, I went down the road of self-publishing so I didn't have the backing of a publishing house and the the belief that is built into that so it was driven mostly by my own pig-headedness and stubbornness (laughs) I just really believe in what this journal can do for women I really believe in how it can provide a space for us to, to focus our energy and our thoughts in a different way um, and I, I think if it wasn't for that belief in the book um, probably wouldn't have happened because of how terrifying it's been and how I've been I don't think I've experienced such doubt or insecurity um, like this before yeah. even when I was leaving my job in Trinity I still felt like you know, the job just isn't for me anymore. So if the Better Life Project works, great. If it doesn't, I'll just try something else out. But with this book, that option wasn't there. I spent a huge amount of money in it. And if it didn't work, it just felt so much... It should just, it should just be... It was just going to hit me harder, I think. Um, so it's been, it's been bloody terrifying. But um, it's kind of what the book is about. It's learning how... You, you can manage those fears and those insecurities and not let them beat you. Yeah. So I've learned a huge amount in the process. A huge amount. But I've heard people say before about, you know, book publishing and things, it's one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. Yeah. I was very, very lucky because I decided to work with a self-publishing consultant called Rebecca Seister. And she held my hand throughout the entire process. So she was able to look after so much of the logistics including um, printing, distribution. So she has made it, um, she made it quite enjoyable for me because I just got to focus on writing the journal. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still hard, but Rebecca made it a lot easier for me, Mm -hmm. which was great. Um, But I know I, I learned a huge amount because I was afraid, so afraid. But I've said this a million times before, over and over and over again to people. You learn far more about yourself in those moments of pain than you do from anything else. You learn far more about yourself from your failures and your mistakes 
when you're facing your inadequacies and your fears, that's when you grow as a woman or as a human. Um, and I just always, I, I've always believed that. So it made it quite easier to, it just, it, it made it manageable, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Oh yeah. It's amazing that you actually went ahead and took that step, you know, because obviously there's a thought process there of maybe I'll write a book, you know, it's just an idea, but to actually follow it through. Um, yeah, I learned, and it was weird, because I've, I've been thinking about this for a while, because I have this... I see and I view failure, I believe, in a very unique way. But I was about 17 years of age and I worked really hard for something and I didn't get it. And I remember in that moment, and it was, it was such a defining moment for me, I remember going, okay, Sarah, if you want something, you have to fight for it and ask for it yourself. Don't wait for someone to give you something. And it was in that moment that I think probably one of the most significant beliefs formed that it's not that failure beats you it's not that your fear wins it's that if you have the courage to take something into your own hands you'll figure the rest out and that's what I've been trying to do I failure the fear of failure and judgment and rejection is very much so there in my life but I also believe that we will be okay even if we do fail so that's why I think I can, I can do this. Because I believe that we will be okay. We will always be able to stand back up again. Mm-hmm. I like that. But now, there's another thing coming up soon. So, hold on a second. <laughs> you decided to do this massive event. Yes. <laughs> do a book launch. Yes. And what else? <laughs> Getting married. <laughs> <laughs> All in the space of, what, three weeks? Yes. Is that a good idea? <laughs> I <laughs> so the book launch and empowered women doing it at the same time just made sense mm-hmm. so logistically that was an easy decision to make um, my marriage to James is obviously my number one priority but in order to do both I became the the most organised person <laughs> that ever existed I have to do should we go back again yeah. I have to do lists coming out of my ass um, they are pinned to my wall in the kitchen. I have workbooks and calendars everywhere. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, but I'm organised and I also have a lot of support. Mm-hmm. A lot of support, which that's is brilliant. amazing. Yes. Now, tell me this, obviously, because that's a, that's a lot going on, yeah. let's focus on the mind then. How has that been for your mental health? Um, I'm not going to lie, there have been a lot of, I've had a lot of down moments. Last week, for instance, was not a good week to me at all. Um, I find it very, very difficult having to, um, you know, in order to be organised, you obviously need to be able to um, um, put a lot of things in place and I, I I struggle. I am the person responsible for the marketing, the sales, I'm the person responsible for the emails, for so much of what goes on in my life, unless I pull the trigger or do something that doesn't get done. And last week was definitely one of those weeks where I just said, why do I have to do this all on my own? So it did affect me and I did start to get very sad and very down. And I would love to say that I was able to go to the gym and it really helped me in the gym as my sanctuary, but it's not. The gym causes me so much stress. Unless I am happy, I can't exercise. It just doesn't work for me. 
Um, I can make time to go for walking with Lizzie. But then when I'm out, I'm thinking about all the things that I need to get done. And it does weigh on you. Um, and for me, when I get that busy, what I need, what I crave, is what I call Sarah time. And that's usually me sitting on the couch with a little bit of food because I am a comfort eater, but I don't use the term comfort eating in a very stigmatized way. Mm -hmm. For me, food is a source of spiritual and emotional health. So if having a couple of spoons of Ben and Jerry makes me feel better, I'm gonna have a couple of spoons of Ben and Jerry and not feel bad about it. So I'll usually sit on the couch, turn on the most ridiculous, cheesiest program that you can find on Netflix, and I just switch off. And it is, that's how I stay mentally fit when I get that stressed out. Are you going to tell us which program? Jane the Virgin. What? Oh my God, it's the funniest, cheesiest thing in the world. Never heard of it. Oh, you haven't lived. <laughs> you haven't, it's just so, and then The Good Place is another one as well. I can't think of any of the names of any of the actors, but I just basically want something that does not require thinking. <laughs> no mental output Sometimes they're the best. So they That's are. what you need, because I have to organise everything else. Being organised is great, but mm. it takes a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and last week, I just was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep, no, just no, no. And I just kept on saying no. <laughs> so having that half hour to an hour where I would sit on my couch with my tub of Ben and Jerry's, and my Netflix program, it just made me feel so much better. Brilliant. Yeah. I do that with spoofs. Oh, I like go. spoofs, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You need to have something. Yeah, of course. You of need course. to have something. Definitely. Well, that's definitely a lot going on. Yeah. No. It's fun, though. I enjoy every second of it. Like, well, that's I, the whole point. My Empowered Women workshop, there could be up to 100 women in that room. My, I wrote a book. No matter how stressed out I get, no matter how busy I get, I am so incredibly grateful that these are opportunities, these are even options for me. So it's crazy, but I love it. It's amazing. But if we actually take a step back, you not only wrote a book, you also did a TEDx talk. I did a TEDx talk last year, which was yeah. amazing. Um, that was incredible. That was dream territory stuff right there. Mm. I uh, used to watch TEDx talks and TED talks when I was little. <laughs> I had the app on my phone. <laughs> And the fact that I gave one, I find um, quite surreal. Yeah. Still, even almost half a year later, um, that was amazing. Fair. Fought for it. Yeah. They, sure. didn't ha they did not hand that to me on a silver platter, like they like most TEDx talks. Um, you go through a very strict application process, mm -hmm. but it was wonderful. Yeah. A highlight of, of my career so far. Okay, so TEDx talk, mm -hmm. then book. Yeah. <laughs> Should I ask? <laughs> What's next? Um, Don't go early. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to get a second print for my book. So I have goals around how many books I would like to be able to um, sell and how many women that I, I would like to start their journey to becoming their own best friend with me. So I have more goals there. When I get back from my honeymoon, the next big project that I'm going to be working on is my online community called L School or Life School. Mm -hmm. So it is a um, online learning platform containing short courses for women by women. So I'm looking at, for example, I have a, a female psychotherapist who works with children. She created a course for me to help parents understand how their children's brains operate at that very young age. Um, I've created courses around body confidence, 
or self-esteem or strength training. So that's the next project. So if there are any female mechanics listening, contact me, please. <laughs> I am dying to get a female mechanic onto the court, onto the platform. A female mechanic. Because I had, a, I've had numerous problems with my cars over the over the last ages. Now I'm extremely lucky because my father-in-law is a mechanic and he is unbelievably generous and kind. But there's only so many times that you can call him when mm. the tire bursts or something like that. Or I just love to be more confident around it, but I just don't know yeah. how. I, I don't criticize myself for it. Will we go back down this way? Or, or? Yeah. I don't criticize myself for it. Um, but I would love to feel empowered to be able to fix certain problems myself, which is why L School came about to empower women. So, see, whenever I asked you the question, what next? Do you know the answer I was looking for? Oh, the nothing. Oh, <laughs> well, I would have just come back from a honeymoon for four weeks. <laughs> That's okay. So, I'll be That's very rejuvenated. A break. A break. That's what's next. No, no. Well, a break. Like a, a break from what? It sounds bizarre. Good point. And. I, I, I love what I do. I by no means buy into the idea that when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I work my bloody balls off. Um, but I, I, I break the year down into into parts. And at, at this moment, January is my workshop and my book. February, half of February and all of March is about me and James. And then you kind of take it from there. Very good. But you work in 90 days. You work in in 12 week blocks and I will have had a very very nice break and probably be ready be gutting to get back into it Fantastic. when I get back hope you enjoy it last little thing yeah um, obviously we're talking about mental health mm-hmm. okay would you have one tip for someone's mental health how to how to look after your mental health goodness mm. I think the more on the I, spot now the more that I work with people the more I realise how much of it is so individual um, but the one thing that I know that makes the biggest difference to a person's mental health is when they can find a way to trade expectation for appreciation. And that's usually through gratitude, either through journaling uh, or through reflection. Um, but to some way realise that what you have is enough, however you practice that. But just to realise that what we have is enough. All of it is enough. Um, and I see clients do that in so many different ways. But the end point, the objective, the goal, the realisation is, oh, I am enough. I have enough. I don't need any more qualifications. I don't need any more likes. It's it's getting someone to connect with that word, enough. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very long-winded answer to such a short question. <laughs> <laughs> They're the better. That's better. That is better. <laughs> so that's it. That, that, for me, so much of it is just... It's, it's, it's your enough because that pressure that we can put ourselves under it's exhausting and it takes away from so much we all get that exercise has a positive impact on our mental health we're getting much better at understanding the role that nutrition plays in our mental health and stress management and sleep and talking interventions but that pressure that we put ourselves under to be more, to do more, to have more that can break us so quickly as well mm-hmm. so I always just try to help people to understand that what they have is enough, what they are is enough, what they do is enough. 
And it's pretty awesome when they realise that themselves. That's fantastic. That is brilliant. Thank you so much. No worries. One last thing. Yeah. Okay. I think I said one last thing a minute ago. You did. But Didn't doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Can you just mention the book name again? Be Your Own Best Friend. Fantastic. Don't worry. I'll put all the links below. Thank fantastic. you. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sarah.